0: Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. This is your host, Amber Hurdle. And as usual, I'm pretty stinking excited about interviewing um, my guest today. She's pretty fabulous. Um, and that is a huge privilege for me to get to interview bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident fempreneurs. And she is certainly no exception. Um, before we dive into that, though, I do want to give a shout out to a listener, Carrie Lead who took the time to leave a rating and review on iTunes which by the way when you do that it just gives other women the um, the maybe not the permission I'm not sure a bombshell needs permission for for much but maybe the um, maybe the social proof they need to take the time to listen to this and while I love getting the encouragement of of these, ratings and reviews, and it just helps me um, keep going with this because it is a lot of work. Let me tell you what, trying to run a business and do a podcast, it's good times. But um, I love it because people like Carrie slow down, they encourage me, and I know that through the show, people send me emails very routinely talking about what they learned in the show, how they applied it to their business, and uh, what results they got from that lesson. So whether it's me teaching a lesson or, or one of my guests really hammering home a lesson And this is what this podcast is all about. So I loved, Carrie said, all entrepreneurs, all entrepreneurs, notice not just girls because I have guys too who listen, all entrepreneurs need to check this out, great content and actionable advice. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Carrie. I appreciate that. And I love that you said that it's actionable advice because that was my commitment from the get go all the way to episode zero, zero. And it's something that annoys me when I listen to podcasts. It's like all these stories are told, but just tell me what to do. That's what I want. So the fact that it does that for you, Carrie is amazing. And I genuinely appreciate you just taking that time. I mean, you're already listening, taking the time to listen, and now you're taking the time to write a review. And that just means so much. Um, so let's talk about today's show. Uh, I knew that I was going to love chatting it up with Miss Laura Roder about social media and her tool Meet Edgar. But I have to tell you, my respect for her jumped to epic levels after this interview. Not only is Laura super savvy in the marketing department, which obviously, you know, I would love, she has a tremendous heart for company culture, which is truly my baby and my greatest love in business. And, you know, she leads her team authentically while, I guess, empowering, is this the right word, empowering each team member to be the expert in their respective areas. So... She lets you know. I say just do you all the time, and she lets her team do that, and that, and it makes her better because she allows them to operate in their uh, most authentic state. And you know, I could geek out on that stuff for days. So I was just like, you know, oh, I love this girl. Um, and so we talk about in this episode how social media can drive business. We explored Laura's entry into the tech product world as a female founder, which is a whole other layer in and of itself, how she focused on her natural gifts to find success, and how she's reaping the rewards now of investing in her team members. I mean, we just covered so much. So um, all the show notes, just before we dive in, there's a lot we'll cover. The show notes are amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an S and you can find some of these things including a special bonus that you have to listen to the end to find out about. So, uh let's talk about Miss Laura. Laura Roder is the founder of Edgar, a social media automation tool designed to prevent status updates from going to waste. Since 2009, her online courses have taught tens of thousands of entrepreneurs how to harness the power of social media. Laura has given talks at conferences like BlogHer and South by Southwest and has spoken about the value of independent entrepreneurship at the White House, y'all, at the White House. She's also appeared in Forbes, Fast Company, Mashable, CNET, and other major publications. Laura, welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast.
1: Thank you, Amber. I'm excited to be here.
0: So I, I have so many questions, and I'm, I'm really going to try to cram them all into the 25-ish minutes that we're going to do our interview. Um, but let's just start with, um, let's talk about the why, mm. the why of, of automating, first of all. Well, no, I'm sorry. Let's back up let me just back up a smidge, we will talk about your, um, your background and you as a person, but I really want to dig into the technical side of things first. So Mm -hmm. tell me about Edgar.
1: Yeah, so Edgar is a tool that sends out your social media updates to Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. And what's really unique about Edgar Is that so? We like to call Edgar he instead of it sounds a little friendlier. (laughs) So, uh, he's really different because he fills up your queue for you. So, with other tools, you have to go in and add your status updates to your queue, and then your queue runs out, or you have to manually schedule. You know, I want this one Tuesday at seven and that one Wednesday at six. So, what Edgar does is you create a library of all of your evergreen status updates, meaning, you know, the links to your blog post, the links to your podcast, the links to your about page of your studio or that you know other people's blog posts that you like to share you store all that stuff in Edgar in nice clean color coded categories and then Edgar goes in pulls those updates and sends them out for you and just keeps cycling through them so you don't have to keep refilling your queue over and over again software has been invented to solve that problem
0: glory glory can i get away it's <laughs> I mean, <that> just <laughs> You know, and, I, and so I use I won't say well, I will say because I tell I talk about it, but um, I use buffer. So mm. with buffer, you do have to go back in, you have to use bulk buffer, and it's great. And it is, you know, it's a limited cost. It's annually. Um, but as opposed to what you're talking about, like, I never have to worry about adding again, except mm-hmm. for when I create new content. So I add it one time.
1: Right. And you can add it automatically through your RSS feed. Yeah. Buffer is a great tool. Ours just saves a lot more time because with buffer. Right. You get to the end of your queue. You always have to start over. You have to go back again. Yeah. Whether you're pulling stuff, you know, that you've sent in buffer before, you're adding something new. You still have to do all that manual work. And so with Edgar, we just do that for you.
0: So what about like images and like inspirational quotes or maybe, um, standard things, standard offerings that might be in a boutique or mm-hmm. um or maybe like a, a yoga pass coupon or something like that. Are those can you do the visual plus the um written update?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um we can handle images. We're actually just about to roll out um multiple images too. Uh, which, you know, you can do on, on different platforms and yeah, any kind of content that you have, you can send out an Edgar. So we start you off with some default categories. So that's another thing that's unique about us. We create a categorized library of all your updates, which I find a lot of people just love that alone because it's just so nice to have everything organized. Um, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So some of our default categories are like uh, promotions is one inspirational quotes is one because you're right. That's such great content for social. So how it works is you just fill up that library of inspirational quotes, which is so much easier to do when you're batching the work, you know, because you can sit down, you can look through a quote library, whether you're just pulling the quotes, you're making your like cute little Canva graphics, you can devote an hour or two, like knock a ton of them out. You put that in your library and then Ed just keeps pulling from them so you don't have to sit down every week and make a new one you just sit down and put a bunch of them in and then you just don't have to do it anymore
0: so let's let's just talk about the the like additional benefits other than being the easy button which I know every bombshell like we have so many things going on in our lives yeah. and our businesses and we're all involved in our communities and you know it's like seriously now you want to me to deal with social media right so the, <laughs> the power to me of this and and I guess would be that... If I can just have everything just automated where it's going and going and going, then that gives me the opportunity to spend my social media time more intentionally with engaging with other people on social media, which is kind of, you know, the whole social media point.
1: Right. Yes. Yes. This is like exactly what we preach. So, you know, what I always say is let software do what software does so that you can do what only you can do. And software cannot build relationships, software cannot talk to people, right? So let Edgar send out the content because it doesn't matter matter if you're hitting a button from your phone or you're using a tool or whatever. Like it doesn't matter how the content is sent out. Let Edgar do that. And then you can spend all of your time on just that relationship building part. What's also really cool is that stuff is quick. Like what takes a long time is coming up with the content and then scheduling the content. So you take some time to come up with it, you know, and then Edgar just handles the scheduling it. So to chat with people on social, that's like a five to 10 minute thing. You know, it really doesn't take a lot of time. So it just allows you to use your time in a really smart way and just spend a lot less hours messing with social.
0: Yeah, love it. Love it. So just to give an example for um, I always say I um, help uh, Wimma Flintstone do business in a Jane Jetson world because (laughs) bombshells are they're they're not really super tech savvy. Some of them are. But you know, if it's easy, then they love it. But if Mm. it's if it's convoluted then they're like, Oh, I just don't have time to even figure yeah. that out to, to reap the benefits. But this is easy. So I just want to give an example. So say you're um say you're a day spa and you have standard offerings. So mm-hmm. you have like, you know, massages and facials and Um, that sort of thing. So you might have things on your website, like whether it's a page that describes what that service is, or it's a blog post about the benefits of massage for people with arthritis or whatever Mm -hmm. that is, those things you can just let Edgar suck into the system and repeat over and over and over and over again. Talk to us a little bit about like, how do you know how frequently to post? Are there suggestions or is, how does that work?
1: Yeah. So that's a great question. So the answer is most people are nervous about posting too frequently and they really don't need to be, uh, because what's weird about social is you see everything you post, you know? (laughs) So if you're sending out, yeah, that blog post you wrote about the benefits of massage, if you send it out a month later, like you see it and you're like, Oh, didn't I just send that? You know, it feels like I'm repeating myself like that just went out. But let me tell you, look at your numbers in these accounts. Like go into your Twitter account, go into your Facebook page. They show you your numbers and the numbers are dismal is what those numbers look like. Like a tiny percentage of the people who follow you see anything you post. Um, it's about like five to 10% of your audience, depending on the social network, sees any one post. So you feel like, oh, I just sent that. But actually like 95% of the people who follow you do not see it. So most people are like way too Shy about sending a lot about repeating their content because that's just the nature of it, right? You sign on to Twitter. It's like a parade going by, right? You you look at Twitter, you see that little section of the parade that's there during that five minutes that you're looking, but you didn't see everything before and you didn't see everything after. So if you didn't post during that window that they're looking, they're going to miss it. That That's just how the social platforms work. So in order to be visible to people, you really need to repeat your content and you need to post, you know, I recommend like three to five times a day is a great place to start. People are surprised by how much more than that you can do. Um, also, if you have an online business, you know you probably want to post overnight during your time to hit those international time zones. If you're a local brick and mortar, you know you don't really need to worry about that. About posting about massages at 3 a.m., you have a little bit easier time. Um, but yeah, posting like three times a day. You know, I suggest with Edgar that you get started with like a month's worth of content, so you have one month that you're cycling through over and over again, and then as you add content over time. That timeline gets a little bit extended. But yeah, people think you can't repeat your content every month. You totally can. We see the stats in Edgar all the time. Uh, It's actually really interesting the first time you try to do it, you'll be surprised by how similar your results are. Like you'll post something and post the same thing again a month or even like a week later, you'll see it gets the same amount of clicks, like yeah. the same amount of shares, same amount of retweets. It's actually fascinating.
0: It really is. And I love playing with that. And I love checking all of my analytics and everything. I, I've actually done a, a recent um, little experiment on Twitter. And I was posting like maybe five times a day. And um, so my friend Michael koala who's the CEO of Social Quant, he's like, girl, Like, you are not posting enough on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's Twitter for the same kind of parade type thing. And so he challenged me to post every hour, every Mm -hmm. single hour. And to me, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much. I did. And then I did not post anything for the next day. And all my stuff from the day before is still getting retweeted and liked. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. like the exponential benefit of that. And so for somebody to like, for Edgar, I like that. I have, um, I have Alexa, you know, like the Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> so I have Alexa and Edgar. I have like this whole team of. Uh, you have your crew. My crew. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag electronic squad. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I love, I love the thought of that. Um, so let's talk a little bit now about um, how that might impact your searchability. So that's SEO, mm-hmm. but that's like one of those scary terms. So if I'm a local business and my competition is not hitting the internet hard, mm-hmm. and I am, I'm posting constantly and my content's constantly being shared, talk to us about how that might impact the phone ringing or walk ins or that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So something that we see that's so interesting from Edgar is people who sign up for Edgar pretty much universally will say that their traffic to their website from social has been doubled, quadrupled, even more. And I know exactly why that happens. And it's not because Edgar's magic. It's because when you send out four times the links, you get four times the traffic. Um, it sounds really simple, but it's absolutely true. It's just opportunities, right? I mean, like you posting every hour, every one of those posts is an opportunity for someone to share it, for someone to see it. So it's the same with a local business, right? Every time you're sharing, you're just creating those opportunities for someone to find you, If you're brick and mortar, the workflow is more like, you know, they click the link, they find your website, and then maybe, yeah, maybe they're booking an appointment online. Maybe they're calling you. Maybe they're making an appointment, whatever it is for you. But you have to remember. Remember, it's just it's so important to be driving people back to your site because that's where that happens. Whether they're looking up your address, calling you, whatever it is, they have to go back to your site to do that. So you just need to give them lots and lots of opportunities to discover that site. Um, also, social Social sharing and popularity does help your search rankings, people searching for you in Google. Um, You know, Google likes to be vague (laughs) about exactly how much it helps, because if they just spelled out the system, then people would game it and it wouldn't work anymore. Um, But we do know for sure that people sharing and liking and all that stuff, your content does help it rank better in Google. And just like, again, the more you share it, the more opportunities people have to like it to retweet it for more people to come across it.
0: Yeah, because really all SEO is is Google saying or you know whatever search engine you use, but we all use Google. Let's be real. Right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's you know if if people if if external validated amazing high traffic sites are referring traffic mm. to your site, Google's going to be like, oh well, they must be the better one. And so right. when somebody looks for um, you know, CrossFit gym in whatever city you live in, then you're going to rank higher because you have all of this referred traffic to your website. And Google's like, we should let them know about this place. They're obviously cool. So I think we overthink SEO mm-hmm. sometimes. And it's really just that simple. Okay, so let's move on to the fact that you are a female entrepreneur. And I know just from kind of watching you over the years that you are bold, brave, and uh incredible female entrepreneur. So that makes you an official bombshell. Um, So tell us about the process of going from no product to suddenly you're like this tech, like this really um, in demand tech product now.
1: Yeah, so this is my first software company. Um, I've done uh, courses and information products and consulting and services, but this is my first software company. And I am not a developer. I didn't build the software myself. So, how it happened in my case is I was teaching people to do what Edgar does for you automatically. Um, you know, you and I were talking about courses offline, people can't still Google social brilliant and you can take that for free. Uh, that's the course that inspired, uh, meet Edgar, which tells you about repeating your content and categorizing it. It's like a little bit silly to do what it says in social brilliant. Cause now there's software that just does it for you. But <laughs> if you want to check it out, you know, feel free. So I was teaching people How to do that. And I was kind of complaining to my husband, you know, why don't the tools do this? Why don't the tools store libraries of your content? And why don't they help you repeat the content? And my husband, Chris, is a software developer. And he said, well, I could build a tool that does that. So I said, great, (laughs) do it, (laughs) build it. And so, yeah, basically I had a technical co-founder, you know, which in my case is my husband that built the initial version of the software. He didn't really want to run the business. He's more the, you know, stereotypical developer that likes to build things in the beginning. So he kind of advises the business now. We now have a a team of developers um, that does that. But yeah, if you are someone who's great on the business side and the marketing side, you know, my biggest advice is recognize those skills. Cause I think we all tend to take for granted what we're good at. And I know I thought, Oh, like building software is so hard and it's so much harder than figuring out the marketing. But let me tell you, if you talk to a software developer, they think the marketing is way right. harder than building the software. And every one of them has built something that just no one has found and and went nowhere. So The technical people need your marketing and business skills just as much as you need their technical skills. So, you know, that's my biggest advice for anyone out there who's maybe looking for a technical co-founder. What you have to offer is not necessarily the idea. A lot of people think like, oh, I have a great idea for software, so I'll offer up the idea and then someone will build it. What's much more valuable than the idea is that you saying, hey, I can actually get people to buy this thing.
0: Right. That's genius and wonderful advice. And that's like in anything, right? I mean, that could be that you're just not really an operational type person. Yeah, good at marketing. So maybe you have a a co owner or you hire like more of an operational type manager and let them deal with the nitty gritty of the day to day while you go out and promote the business and bring the business in. Exactly. Um, Now, did you have investors or did you did you have like startup cash or how did that work?
1: Yeah. So we self-funded the business. So um, we don't have any outside investment. We did have profits from the previous business. So, you know, we are bootstrapped, but I want to just make sure that people have the whole story because it's not like we had $5 and then $10. Right. You know, we did have, we did have money to spend um, developing the product in the beginning a, a little bit. Um, so yeah, we funded one business from another and then just gradually grew it from there as Edgar made more money. We hired more people and yeah, now we have 30 employees.
0: That's amazing. Let's well, okay. So first I just want to say, I love you so much for saying that because I get, if I, if I could count how many people send me like, we want to be on your podcast because so-and-so went from no money to six figures every night. We're going to tell your audience how to do it. And I'm like, really like Come on, seriously, that just doesn't even happen in life. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, I'm a musician's kid and I know how this stuff works. Like you, it doesn't happen overnight. So, yeah. um, so I love that. But now you have 30 employees. So you went from being more of a um, kind of like a public figure to now you're, you're managing people. And that's, that's a place where I spend a lot of time with my one on one um, folks in that whole, like building a team and, Mm -hmm. and and leading that team. And you guys have some pretty specific values that you run your company by. So can you talk a little bit about that and a little bit about the leadership factor?
1: Yeah, so we have three Core values. Um, you can you can look up, you know, we can put it in the show notes. We share a lot of our company handbook publicly. Um, our core values are kindness, ownership, and value for value. And value for value is this idea that everything we do is an even exchange of value between us and our customers, the company and our employees. And to give you a really specific specific example of how that plays out. So we're a totally distributed team and we meet up in person twice a year. And this last time we met up in New Orleans and different people from the company (laughs) yes, love New Orleans. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, Different people from the company gave 10 minute lightning talks about anything they wanted. And uh, someone from our customer success team, Megan, Part of her talk was about how she's applied those three core values as a as a metric for success for every single email. So with our customers. So in that case, it was you know kindness is obvious. <laughs> am I being kind in this interaction? Ownership in this case is am I really owning the problem as the customer service rep? You know, am I doing absolutely everything I can to really not make this their problem and and make this my problem and try to solve it to the best of my ability and value. For value, you know, this customer has taken time out of their busy day. They're a small business owner. You know, no one wants to have to email the software, right? It means there's something that they couldn't figure out on their own. So, We really want to respect the time that they took out of their day to contact us. And we want to provide equal value, you know, try to resolve everything in just one email, try to make sure we're answering all their questions. And this is something Megan came up with all on her own. So this, to me, this was like living the dream. Yes. (laughs) Like this is like the business owner dream to see people at every level of the organization really take those company values and, and apply them to their everyday work.
0: Love it. I love that. So has it been a challenge um, growing a team and keeping everybody on the same page, especially since you all work remotely? Mm -hmm. What's that like for you in terms of your own personal balance?
1: Yeah, so I think you have to be really deliberate in you know making plans across the company making sure everyone's still moving in the same direction so my day-to-day right now is a lot of talking to people a lot of meetings with the team which I love you know I think some people it sounds like a nightmare but I'm like I just get to talk to all these cool people and I hired them all I really like to work (laughs) with them all (laughs) you know like it's literally the people I would choose to talk to every day so that that sounds great to me um And I think things that sound really vague, like company values, you know, I think I used to hear that and be like, okay, that's kind of BS. Like, what does that mean? As the company grows, you really see the importance of, okay, if we have 30 people all doing work, that's pretty autonomous because we're the type of company that really likes to hire experts in every area. So if you're a designer for our company, we're not giving you really specific instructions on how it should look like that's your job, right? To figure out how everything should look. So, People operate pretty autonomously in that way. How do you get 30 people to move in the same direction and having really clear values and goals? And, you know, in our company, we do quarterly big rocks. So each department has the three most important things. They're doing that quarter. Keeping all of that aligned, I think... I used to think it sounded a little BSy and now I see it's such an important part of, of my job.
0: That's probably if I could geek out on anything, that's that's my world. I love that and I love seeing that living and breathing in in any company. Um, but especially nowadays because I think that some of that that they're are considered more like corporate um, philosophies I to, to see that now in like millennial based businesses is mm-hmm. inspiring and something that everybody should be perking up and listening to. Um, and I just want to pull out the fact that Laura said that as her role as a CEO is to communicate with her team. And that's what I see missing in small businesses, even if you just have three or five or mm-hmm. you know, fifteen employees, the lack of communication between the owner's intent, and the team member actually executing what it is that the owner wants them to do is so mm-hmm. absent. So um, you know, let your team do what they're great at, and then you do the the, the talking and the inspiring and, and keeping everything moving in the same direction, and, and get yourself out of the weeds. Um,
1: and I think you know, I think a lot of people just assume that everyone. Knows somehow what your goals are for the company. And, you know, I think you have this experience a lot as a customer where you see someone, uh, you know, at that service provider level. Maybe you're at a nail salon, right? And, they like mess up one of your nails and then they refuse to fix it. And as a business owner, you're like, you know what? I'm pretty sure the owner would want you to just fix this for free. So I'll be happy. But the person doing your nails, like the reason they don't fix it for free is because they don't think they're supposed to, right? Because they obviously think that the goal of the business is like, no, we need to charge you for that. Otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't be telling they're not trying to mess things up. You know, they're trying to do their best. So it just really shows that yeah, you really need to be communicating Like, what... How do we find that balance between what we're going to provide for free to make people happy and what we're not? Because everyone has to draw their own line there. And yeah, you can go out of business going too far <laughs> both ways, you know, one way or the other. So all those little things adding up to the customer experience that you want, you can't just assume that all of your employees just just are inside your head and, and know what your standards are. Like They've worked at lots of different places. Every place is different. So it's just so important to communicate Everything as explicitly as possible.
0: Yeah, I love it, love it, love it, love it. So, um, I just did a little math on my calculator here. Um, if I know a lot of people, they'll they'll take somebody who might be a little more marketing driven on their team. Let's say this person. Um, you know, has just shown an interest in social media, or they've asked about Mm -hmm. things. And so they're like, Okay, hey, I'm gonna let you work on my social media. So I'm just gonna say, you have an hourly employee who makes $12 an hour. Mm -hmm. And she or he spends about four hours a week on social media, like loading it and finding Mm -hmm. content and all that kind of stuff. And then there's, we'll say four weeks in a month that's $192 that you are investing in somebody and an opportunity cost of that person, not engaging and, and talking to other people on social media mm-hmm. and listening and hearing about people who are like, Oh, I need a massage in you know whatever town that you're doing that in to use the spa example again. Um, and then also not dealing with the customers who are in the store or working on other more relevant things. So we're talking $192 before any taxes or anything, mm-hmm. for somebody to, relevantly do your social media at $12 an hour on your team. Okay, so painting that picture. Mm -hmm. How much does Edgar cost a month?
1: Uh, Edgar's usually around 49 a month.
0: Okay. All right. So and that's and that's at the time of this recording. So you know, that could certainly shift just like your business expenses and everything shift at the time of this recording. It's about we'll we'll say about 50 bucks versus almost $200 for an average hourly employee in a, in a, in a spa or fitness center type environment. So I, I, and i i know i put you on the spot a little bit by asking a price that could be evolving and changing but i want people to understand the extreme value and automation and technology um and so you think oh that's another bill but then it's like well somebody's doing it and god forbid that you as a business owner are taking your time and you know what does that look like on paper you know so um so thank you for for that um I, I do have a question for you. If if you had to pick a social media platform that you would use forever and ever, what would be your first go to?
1: My personal one would be Twitter, just because what's so cool about Twitter is you can still have a direct conversation with anyone. You know, unless you're Lady Gaga, most people see every mention of their name on Twitter. And most people respond too, you know? So on Facebook you just don't have that power to start those one-on-one conversations. Um, I love that about Twitter. I do think probably for the audience listening, Twitter's great. Facebook might be even more powerful um, for this audience just because Facebook is a much better, like media rich platform as far as images and videos, you know, Facebook live can be a really fun tool. And it sounds like a lot of listeners have businesses that can really uh, be shown, you know, if you're doing some sort of spa service or yoga or whatever, I think all of those types of businesses really lend themselves well to audio and video content. And you really want to be using that a lot. And that's just, it's like a little bit better experience on Facebook than Twitter, I think.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um, so as as we wrap things up, I one of the things that you say is that everybody should find their own path instead of trying to follow somebody else's path. So, can you expand on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that it's always <laughs> it's always better to Not deny just like your personal preferences and and what you really want. And in my experience, when you do it your way, it just works out better anyway. Like sometimes you read about strategies and you think, okay, that sounds like a nightmare, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to do it. You know, maybe you read something online with people that had success, like calling their last 200 customers on the phone. And you think like, just, there is nothing that I want to do less than call people on the phone. Um, but you give it a try, but like, because you're hating it the whole time, you're not very good at the calls. You know, people can tell you're not really into it where some business. Yeah. Like some business owners, that's their dream. They're like, Oh, if I could just call people all day, like easy peasy, like sign me up. So I just think it's important to pay attention to what lights you up, what excites you, what sounds fun to you. Cause those strategies I think are always going to be more successful for you anyway, because that's where the enthusiasm is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to do a little self self, um, let plug here or That was not the word I would say that. (laughs) Shameless plug, sorry. Um, Here, because I'm I'm 110% on board with you. We all have different, you know, unique talents and abilities and what works for somebody else is not necessarily going to work for you. So I created my own quiz. It's um, if you go to amber hurdle.com forward slash bombshell biz quiz, you can find out what type of tendencies you have. And then you can start crafting your marketing and, and your operational strategies based on who you really are and not who you're trying to be. And that's where your energy suck will start to disappear. Um, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome advice. Um, but you didn't just come with awesome advice. You actually have an offer for all of our listeners too. Um, Laura is giving anyone um, listening a free month of Edgar. So you can try this risk free with the code bombshell. Um, what will they experience in this month?
1: uh well everything cuz you can say <laughs> you can set everything up so yeah i mean within a month um you can easily have edgar just sending out your social for you you know like amber was saying instead of having all those manual hours doing it yourself or you know what i i was thinking about when you were explaining that often it's not even the hours doing it. It's just that it stops getting done. You know, that's what I see so much with busy, small business owners. They're like, okay, I'm going to do social. I'm going to put in the time. And then life happens, right? You have a busy week at your business and it just falls off the radar. And then one week turns into one month. And then before you know it, it's been six months and you've just neglected your online marketing. I mean, that's, that's so common. So I think just putting a system in place to make make sure that it's not neglected to make sure that you have that online marketing SEO machine going every week. That's what Edgar does.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Are there any tips that you would um, recommend for people to really maximize this in, in terms of measurement or anything mm. so they would really get the most bang for their zero buck in this first? month? Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, my biggest advice is just to set something up because it can it can be. A little overwhelming, you know, I think when you first sign up thinking like, I have to build out this huge library. And if you just have Edgar sending out one update a day, like that's probably more than you're getting done every single day yourself, <laughs> you know? So awesome. yeah, like ease in slowly, just set up one time slot a day, you know, put in the content from your website or old blog posts or whatever. Yeah. Keep it, keep it simple and then ramp it up from there.
0: Awesome. Laura, I just feel like we have covered I always say don't try to boil the ocean, but I think we might have done that in this interview. (laughs) So (laughs) I just appreciate you sharing not just your your amazing software and the benefits that any bombshell could get from it, but also just your business philosophies and everything else. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. So everyone, um, of course, find all the show notes, the link to use this amazing software, the code, um, everything we talked about today. In the show notes, you just go to AmberHurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an S. You can find uh, Laura on Twitter. Uh, She is at LKR. She's on Facebook. Um, Meet Edgar, uh, spelt out, is also their Twitter handle, and they're on um, Facebook as well. We'll put all of those in the show notes. And um, meetedgar.com is where you can find out more information about Uh, this amazing tool. And um, I'm sure that they, based on uh, the conversation we had today, I'm sure if you have any questions, they've got amazing customer service that can help you out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Laura, well, thank you again. um, And we will see you on the interwebs. Thank you. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Now I've got a challenge for you. I want you to do exactly what Laura talked about in this episode. I want you to operate in your strengths like Laura does. She said, you know, marketing was my jam, software development, not so much. And she focused on what she did best. And that's how she's grown her business among the other amazing things that she's applied with her business acumen and super savviness. Um, But I have a tool for you that will help you find out how you can operate your strengths. So I want you to take the Bombshell Businesswoman quiz to find out how your personality can be leveraged so that you're not riding the struggle bus on the day-to-day and you can Feel really great about your work and know where you need to get some help so that you're not operating um, outside of of your zone of genius, if you will. So you can go to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast and look for Laura's episode or you can go to amberhurdle.com forward slash bombshell biz quiz. So that's the word bombshell B-I-Z q u um, i z and i want to know about your results if you get a cool result tweet it to me or put it on my facebook page or email me you can always email me info at amberhurdle.com and it will get to me um, and again thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me and i will catch you on the next episode thanks for listening to the bombshell business podcast visit amberhurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again Cheers to you, bombshell!